0: Week seven is here. We got a big, big bye week on the books. Six teams are on bye this week. So I'm telling you now, I'm giving you a warning. There are some uggos up on these top 30 running backs, top 35 wide receivers. There's some fuglies out there. That's what happens when we get about halfway into the season. Not halfway, but you know what I mean? Get some injuries. We get some bye weeks. We get to start digging into the crates. So uh strap up, buckle in, do what you need, put on a helmet because you're going to need some mental preparation for these boys. I'm going to be shouting out. If you're new to the channel, like, give us a sub give us some love give us the works if you've been here if you've done that check out the new dinosaur I got Nick got it for me dude stays given he's a giver roll the tape let's kick into this starting with the running backs I, I warned you there's some muggos down there We'll get to him eventually. Trust me. First guy I want to address is Aaron Jones. I got him all the way up there at RB shiny number four. A little bullish. Sure. Is there a little bit of delusion in there? Sure. But we saw in week one, Aaron Jones was the RB one. Okay. It's not like he just had a good week and he hasn't bounced back. No, he had the best week in the NFL kickoff. And now he gets to go face the Denver Broncos who are giving up the most fantasy points to running backs. That's my justification. If you don't like it, I don't blame you. But... He's staying up there but I don't really need to babysit you on the rest of the top dogs. I did decide to kick down Bijan Robinson and Saquon Barkley. That's on me for giving Bijan just a consensus top five ranking every week when he doesn't do that every week. So finally, I took a step back. I don't know if I should say you're welcome. I should probably be saying about damn time, but that's what we're working with. Getting to the juice. Mondre Stevenson sitting at RB13. I know, okay? No, in my mind, there's no world where I'm I'm a Ramondre Stevenson believer, and it still feels wrong saying he's a fringe RB1. But who am I going to put above him? who Rashad White against Atlanta? They give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs. Jameer Gibbs, who's still in limited practice. Like, yeah, there's a world where Gibbs could be healthy and finally pop off like we've been wanting to, but I really want to bank on that. Jonathan Taylor versus the Browns, who has a possibly the best defense in the NFL. They give up the sixth fewest points to running backs, and he's still in somewhat of a split backfield. I, I can't just throw random guys above Armand J just because. Armand J faces the Bills, who, yes, all around have a good defense, or actually below average against running backs when it comes to fantasy points. He still is getting volume. He's coming off of a decent week last week. It's not like he's skyrocketing over these guys, Rashad White, Gibbs, Taylor. They're all in the same odd tier. But I gave him the nod. I gave him the tip of the cap. We'll see if he steps up. Let's uh, skip a few. Alexander Madison, this could be a one-game coincidence, okay? So I'm not going to look too heavily into it. But when Jay Jettis was out, the person to benefit most was Alexander Madison. He had a season high in targets. Could be nothing, you tell me. Just worth noting, not putting too much weight onto it, but I am observing. Let's jump to Roshan Johnson, I guess. I don't really think Deontay Foreman did enough to steal the job away in Chicago. I think they drafted Roshan for a reason. I think there's a reason he was starting to steal touches away from Khalil. Herbert in the beginning of the year I think they give the rook a rock and against Las Vegas who's bottom 12 and fantasy points a lot of running backs I don't mind starting him as an RB2 in a flex spot in a shit week with all these buys you can have another shit spot the Denver backfield I have Jaleel McLaughlin over Javante Williams look part of my analysis is the fact that I straight up think my eyes tell me Jaleel McLaughlin is better than Javante Williams he looks more explosive he looks healthier am I a doctor am I a scout no should you be listening to me no but if you want to take if you for this far into the video and you want a little bit more of my take a little more opinions. I think Jaleel is better and some real analysis. In four straight weeks, his touches and snaps have gone up every single week that's what you want to hear sorry for Javante Williams owners he's still technically in that RB2 range but I think McLaughlin's above him for me I know there ain't no thinking same thing goes for Warren and Najee Warren's been out playing Najee all season long I'm curious to see will Deontay Johnson coming back dip into Warren's targets I know I'm talking receiver versus running back but it's Deontay Johnson the dude is a target absorber I'll talk about him more later when it comes to the wide receivers but until I see it I will not believe it and therefore I'm still giving Warren the nod over Najee I guess Yes, Gus Edwards has won the job in Baltimore over Justice Hill, but I will say keep an eye on Keaton Mitchell. Could the rookie get some work? Could be an early stash. Could be nothing. But as of right now, it looks like Gus has won it over justice. Zach Evans. Look, there's a whole lot of looks today. There's a whole lot of guessing. Just when it comes to this point of the season, it gets rough out here. He's a wild card play. If the Rams really give him the RB1 role, not even full on Kyron Williams, or he's getting 25 touches, just or he's the predominant back in this backfield against the Steelers' run defense, he would be a worthy starter. However, they're signing random guys off the streets. They brought in Miles Gaskin from the Patrick squad of the Vikings. Like, there is no clear. RB1 as of this moment could they give it to Evans because they drafted him he's been the longest amongst the misfit toys he's got for sure but that's risky you just have to know that if you're playing them. Zach Moss, I ain't starting them. I ain't playing them. If you need to, go for it. Zach Moss is my mortal enemy, okay? I'm always wrong on him, but me not playing him might be good news for you, but facing the Browns. said about earlier, JT, Browns are a tough matchup. Got a premier defense in the league, and with JT snaps increasing, Zach Moss has decreased. For the first time all season, Zach Moss's snaps finally dip below 50%. That has to do with JT coming back, so with him losing a job, and now he has to face the face of Browns, I'm all good. Quickly clean up the bottom here. I, I don't know what to make of it. If you you gotta start one of these guys. Good luck. Good freaking luck. Cremont had a solid game. He had over 12 touches, he had 70-ish total yards. He put up a tutty, but I think that's what you're gonna be relying on this week. If he pops in the end zone, he's worth it. You'll be happy you start him. If he doesn't, you're gonna get like six points max. So do th- do with that info as you will. Keontae Ingram. Obviously, Amari DiMicardo was the flop of the week last week, and Keontae Ingram led in rushing attempts with 10. I don't know if that's a flex playing the Seahawks this week so if you need a streamer running back he's the guy in Arizona but there's not much to love there in general because as much as Amari flopped he actually led the running backs in snaps not in rush attempts but in snaps so some conflicting information there obviously if CMC is out Elijah Mitchell's flying up your boards and is a legit must start not a he, could he maybe no he is you're starting him no matter what however in the depths of the season in which we're at now where CMC is limited I, I, I seriously don't mind throwing Elijah Mitchell in the flex spot right now with maybe cmc not being 100 he's worth it jeff wilson with mike mcdaniel at the helm if jeff wilson plays there's a chance he could be the goal line back salvon ahmed got in the end zone last week that could easily be Jeff Wilson this week where he just puts up a random 10 points. He's on the Miami Dolphins and you need a flex play. Playing, if you're desperate, play him in your lineup. Let's cook on to some wide receivers. Wide receivers, I don't need you to hold your hands. Same deal every week. The top guys, they all got their reasons of what you already know about. Let's discuss a little Puka Nakua. He's at fringe wide receiver one. I told you last week. I told you. Not victory lapping. I'm just, it's just good. We knew last week there was a high chance the dud game was coming. It was due. There are going to be days where Puka Nakua does not have that alpha game. He's got Cooper cup in that offense. You have to accept it. That doesn't mean he's still not a huge valuable asset He's still a great wide receiver too. fringe wide receiver one clearly And now he gets to face the series who give up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Don't panic He's still fine. You're starting him no matter what Christian Watson This is a little bit kind of like the Aaron Jones player. It's I might be delusional I might be a little high on the Packers However in the small sample size we have about Christian Watson He has the third highest a dot in the NFL and in week five. He had seven targets There's a buy in between. And now I think he's going to be fully healthy. And again, the reason I like Aaron Jones so much is because he's playing the Broncos. The Broncos ain't stopping shit. Christian Watson's that big playmaker that we love against Denver. I really like him to show why you drafted him in the first three, four rounds, whatever it was in the beginning of the season. This is where he steps up and shows he's worth a pretty penny. Drop down to Jay Moore, to be honest. Obviously, he's not as valuable with the quarterback situation up in the air. But still, last week, he had eight targets in your lineup. He didn't put up the prettiest game, about like seven and a half points and a half PPR. But eight targets shows he's still going to get volume. He's still going to be a key piece of this offense. He's still worthy starting, just not alpha wide receiver one like he was looking like he was going to be. Jacoby Myers, Jacoby deserves some love, man. Wide receiver 13 on the season, 13th in points per game. And I don't really think it matters if it's Jimmy Garoppolo or Aiden McConnell. Does it actually matter? Yes, but Jacoby's been killing it so well so far this season. And, and to be honest, Jacoby's performance kind of scares me about Devontae Adams. I'm not going to fully panic yet, but it is something to watch. And if we're being for real, for real, Jacoby Myers at wide receiver 19 might not even be high enough the dude's been cooking michael pittman this is a guy him and cooper they're next to each other let's talk about both of them cooper last week i was pretty big on sitting him in the end i was wrong okay he went like four for 102 or 105 whatever it was theoretically that's a good start okay but still when is fucking Amari Cooper that explosive? He's usually not. There's a couple broken plays. It was an ugly game, shit weather. That's what I'm chalking it up to. You could call it right, you could call it wrong. And it's looking like Deshaun Watts is not going to play again. So am I going to double down and keep him outside the top 30 like I did last week? No. But am I going to throw him up into that top 15 range? No. I'll compromise a little. Worthy of a start. Worthy of our wide receiver two spot. But I still ain't going fully back on Amari. Michael Pittman, though, he scares me a little bit. The Browns give up the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers on the season. Gardner Minshew just threw three interceptions versus the Jaguars. Solid defense. Now he's got to play the best defense in the Cleveland Browns. Not a fan of it. Pittman did come off of 14 targets. With Minshew, he'll probably be better the rest of the season. But this week, not in love. Yes, I have Deontay Johnson already over George Pickens. Look, he's the target monster. Could be a little soon maybe he's going to ramp up in week seven but he's practicing in full okay he's through on IR he had the extra bye week to get even healthier if he was still limited if it was still in question I, I would be more hesitant to already throw Deontay over Pickens but it's looking like he's ready to go and therefore he deserves to be over him Pickens targets are going to plummet with Deontay coming back if, if you can still somehow sell him Sutton deserves to be over Judy he's out targeting him the entire season no questions asked but we should still address the misfit toys down there Downs Palmer Rice Dobbs when did I ever think any of these four are all going to be in the top 35 you know maybe one of them could sneak in but I never would have thought I'm representing all four of these boys look at Josh Palmer he's mean mugging in his picture Josh Downs while I don't like Pittman I don't mind Downs I'm not saying he should be over him but back-to-back games Downs has had 13 plus points and with Minshew at quarterback Downs has had two of his three best games this season he plays in the slot which I think is a little more flexible for this Colts offense to take advantage of the Browns defense versus the on the outside versus Denzel Ward and Greg Newsome Josh Palmer since Mike Williams went down in the last three games, Palmer has seen seven plus targets in each game, 60 plus yards in each game. Might not have the high ceiling, but seems to have a solid floor. And I don't mind you throwing him in your flex spot with Mike Dubs out. He's clearly the guy. They clearly don't like Quentin Johnston for whatever reason. Rashi Rice leads the Chiefs in targets still. Excuse me. Leads the Chiefs wide receivers in targets. He sees 30% of the targets per route run. It it feels like the Chiefs aren't giving him a whole lot of snaps as in a dominant amount. They still think Kadarius Toney's their guy and he's going to evolve into this next level breed of wide receiver, he ain't, okay? I love Kadarius, honey. I went to school with him. Chiefs, please focus on Rashi Rice. Do a solid for us. Pick a guy. Kelsey can eat most of the wide receivers lunch. That's fair. We already have to accept that. Could you at least give us a wide receiver to narrow down? I like Rashi Rice. And I think as the season goes on, his role is only going to get stronger. Are we ever going to have a clear cut wide receiver one? Probably not. Rashi is a damn good candidate. And then finally, we got Romeo Dobbs real quick. Look, last week with Christian Watson back, he had three targets. But the week before, he had 13 targets. I wouldn't panic. I think he's going to be in the middle. I think we could expect six, seven, eight targets a game for romeo dobbs i still like him the rest of the way and to be honest i think you could buy him super cheap right now coming off of a shit game coming off of a buy name just kind of floating under the radar and again against the denver broncos any player that faces broncos you tail them and fade denver as simple as that sorry for the broncos country let's ride fans out there gentlemen that felt smooth that felt right now as i always say especially this week with so many uggos out in lineups so many fuglies out there that you're looking like do i really have to start this guy this week and you want to know should you start him or some other fugly if i didn't talk about them you could find the updated rankings to the last minute moment second up until game time on bdge.co where all the rankings will be found one through one million new to the channel boys and girls thank you for watching you got questions hit us up in the discord hit us up in the comments i'll be looking i'll be answering i will be representing trying to think if there's anything else i missed say goodbye to the dinosaur one last time and remember no matter what we fade zach Moss.